How are we doing, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. Today is Monday, January the 29th, and we got a nice-looking NBA slate. Like, really, really nice. Ton of games, um, ton of different things to bet on, obviously. And yeah, so I'm coming off a weekend where I, I bet on Saturday. Sunday, I just had one, just kept it in the dub club, but kind of took a day off, just enjoyed football. Um, obviously, we got some pretty damn good games. I mean, fucking Dan Gamble, dude. <laughs> Dan Gamble should have his own fucking podcast about sports betting, dude, because that dude is likes to lay it all on the line. But yeah, man, two really good football games. Um, I guess the uh, Chiefs-Ravens, wish that Lamar could have provided us with a little more offense, but two pretty good games. A lot of fun. Anyways, switch sports. Go back to the NBA. I got five picks for today. Let's get into them. So first one that I have is, oh boy, um, I went back to the well on a play that we got absolutely fucking, not hosed, but was one of the worst losses I've had. Or not worst, but one of the like more frustrating losses I've ever had. <laughs> And I'm going back to the guy because I see I see value here, man. Uh, I, I played Colin Sexton over 21 and a half points and rebounds. Uh, what were the odds on that? Minus 120 at DK. So uh, Sexton, he has 22 or more, which is what we need uh, points and rebounds in 21 out of 23 games in his last 21 out of 23 games with 20 or more minutes. Yes, 20 or min- or more minutes. I mean, we're not asking for a lot here, right, guys? Um. He randomly, obviously, last time we bet on him, it was against the Wizards. He randomly played, like, 16, 17 minutes, which is, like, the fewest he's had as a starter. Uh, it was really weird. Um, I can't tell you why. Um, so, yes, him randomly playing shit minutes is 100% on the table. Uh, but for how good this hit rate's been, it seems like this bet really is kind of like, is he going to randomly play shit minutes or is he not? Um He's played 20 or more minutes in 21 out of 24 games as a starter, and he's even had some spike some spike minute games of 34, 35, 35 regulation minutes over the last five games. So, I mean, of course, like, when we fucking bet on him, dude, like, he gets, like, the 17 minutes, and then he gets double that in, like, the other three games. But, um, yeah, man, so it's encouraging to see at least. Uh, I could be wrong here, but I think the reasoning – behind Sexton getting terrible minutes in those games. They've all been very comfortable wins. Um, so Keontae George is a guy who will, like, check in for Sexton. And um, what, he's, like, he'd be the guy playing the minutes over Sexton. And maybe, just maybe, um, they're just looking to develop Keontae in games where they're kind of comfortably ahead. So the game here, it's basically a pick against the Nets. So, if it's competitive, I, I do think that the minutes should be fine. Like, this dude's been so fucking good, dude. Like, I, I don't get what, like, how he has these games where he plays, like, 18 minutes. Um, Like, he's just been so damn good. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like I said, dude, I feel like this is just a bet on if he's going to play his shit minutes or not. Uh, match up with the Nets. Like, they're, I was, like, looking for an edge to find... I'm like, looking, they're pretty just middle of the pack, like, everywhere, uh, pretty much in all metrics. They're going to be without Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith, who is probably the best perimeter defender. I don't know how much time he'd spend on Sexton. He might be on um, Lori, but, yeah, man, I just, that's, they're fine on defense. They're not good, not great. They do have a lot of good, like, name value guys, but, like, for def- for, for defense-wise, but they just really haven't put it together this year, so... 
very middle of the pack. Don't have any matchup concerns. Yeah, man. Um, all in all, if this Mets loses, dude, I'm gonna be pissed because it's gonna, it's just gonna be you're gonna like lose this shit in such like a fucking annoying way <laughs> that you, that you're gonna have like no like no other option than to be annoyed. Um, if it, so, yeah, if it loses, it's gonna be just some random minute variation, which is definitely on the table. Will be very frustrating, but however. If the minutes are anywhere close to decent, like they have seemed to be in somewhat close games, um, Sexton, he likely will crush this line. I mean, like I said, man, with 20-plus minutes uh, in his last 23 games, he's literally over in 21 out of 23. So I felt like I had to play this game. And honestly, if he gets shit minutes, I'm just going to bet it again next game because if they keep hanging, hanging these little lines, like he's just going to continue to crush. Next one, uh, play to under. I played James Harden under 27.5 points and assists. Um, that's minus 115 at MGM. So reasoning behind this Harden play, um, he's under this line in 24 out of 39 games this year. Um, obviously, that hit rate's a little bit skewed. Uh, he's in better form this year than he was to start the year with the Clippers, but still in his last 15 games, he's under an 8 out of 15. So hasn't been crushing it by any means. Uh, this is a brutal matchup here, man. Like, Cavs, last 15 games, they allow the fewest assists per game to point guards by a super wide margin. Like, people on on the X platform were playing Damian Lillard under, like, 7.5, 6.5 assists. And, like, he was just getting, like, 2 and 3 assists recently. Um, of course, I was not on it, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, they're just not allowing assists to point guards, like, at all. They just allow the fewest assists per game in general the last 15 games. So... Brutal matchup here for him to pass the ball, but also um, not great for him to score either. Uh, Cleveland, they allow the fourth fewest points per game to pick-and-roll ball handlers this year. They, they allow the six fewest field goals made from pull-ups over the last 15 games. That is relevant because Harden, obviously, he he does catch and shoot a little bit more than he has in the past this year, but still doesn't really catch and shoot a ton. Um, and overall, Cleveland, they're just second in defensive rating too over the last 15 games as well. So just a really, really good defense. They're getting Evan Mobley back for some additional rim protection this year. Um, obviously, they've been this good without Evan Mobley. And, like, Evan Mobley, there's no reason for them to get worse on defense, right? Like, he, he's an incredible defender, super lengthy, really good at protecting the rim. So um, he probably won't play a ton of minutes in his first game back. He's been out for a while. But I did think that was worth noting because he is one of the better rim protectors in the league. Um Look at some recent high-usage guards and their PAs that they put up against the Cavs. Um, we had Lillard put up 25 PA, 32 PA, and uh, guess who bet under points in that one? This guy right here. <laughs> then Trey Young had an awful game with only 20 PA. Damian Lillard had an awful game with 22 PA. Kobe White had a below-average game with 21 PA. So those are like the last five games that they've, or last like five high-usage guards that they've played against and like, all these guys have, except for the Dame that one time, have uh, stayed under their lines. Not even really came close, except for that game. Uh, Paul George, obviously, very high usage. Takes a lot of shots for the Clippers. Okay, hold on. My dog is, like, fucking squirming right now. Archie, what are you okay. Dude's just, like, fucking, like, on his, like, back, like, scratching against the wall. Like, <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So Paul George, like I was saying, uh, he was he's been on a minute limit the past couple games. He's off the injury report as well. So I mean, obviously, get more Paul George minutes. It probably means um, more shot attempts from him, more usage from him, which isn't good for Harden. So 
Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, Clippers, they got like Kawhi, PG. They got um, Russ, Norman Powell off the bench. They got a ton of guys who can score. And I just don't think there's going to be a ton of points for the Clippers to be scored here, man. Uh, it's a bottom tier matchup for Harden. And like he hasn't been, he's been like pretty 50 50 on this line, even like a little bit less than 50 50 on going over this line on the year. And I just don't think that. Like, if you're going to be taking an over against the Cavs, you better be having a pretty damn good hit rate to back it up. So, um, really like Harden to go under 27.5 points plus assists here. Uh, next up, we're going to Boston. We're not betting on a Boston player, but we are going to Boston. We're betting on Zion Williamson, over 25.5 points plus rebounds. That is minus 120 at DraftKings. So, Zion, I mean, you just look at the dude, man. Like, he is an absolute unit. We all know this. He's athletic as fuck. Um, he's basically unguardable in one-on-one situations. Like he's like a, he's like a Giannis-esque like guy to guard in one-on-one. Like you just really can't. Like he's just too physically dominant. Um, so with that being said, I don't know if Boston, who usually plays single coverage on most people, I don't know if they play single coverage on Zion. But if there's ever a team to do it, it would be Boston. Um, probably get like Tatum, Jalen Brown. Um, Maybe even Chris Stapps if the Pelicans choose to go small ball, which they probably will because there's no way Valanciunas can uh, compete on the defensive end here. So, um, yeah, man, just like it, if there's any chance at single coverage against a team, it's going to be against Boston. Uh, just straight up, the Pelicans, like they're not going to go into Boston and fucking beat the Celtics who have lost like two home games all year if Zion isn't aggressive and playing um, inspired basketball. So, then I like betting on props that if um, it's a good like thing that if you're betting on an over, like does this player need to go over to compete or win the game? And I think with Zion, the answer is clearly yes here. So um, I like that here. Uh, really good hit rates for Zion as well with 20 or more minutes, which is pretty much a lock outside of injury. Uh, Zion, he's over this line in 24 out of 36 games. Like I said, 20 minutes, not a big ask, obviously. Uh, Zion, he just played 29 minutes last Saturday in a blowout loss to the Bucks. So nice seeing him get 29 minutes in a blowout, obviously. Uh, in, a se- in, in like a semi-competitive game, like maybe it's a ends up being a blowout, but like they pull the starters with like three minutes or something like that. Like Zion, he's surely in line to play 28 or more minutes in game environments like that. Uh, with 28 or more minutes, he's over this line in <laughs> in like 23 out of 26 games. Insane hit rate. And he literally has 24 or more PR in every single game with 28 or more minutes. So a bucket away in every single game over in 23 out of 26 with 28 or more minutes. So really, really good hit rates for Zion here. Um, I like backing stars against Boston. Um, obviously for like the single coverage aspect. But usually stars just get up uh, for Boston. Um, they're kind of they're like seen league wide. I would I would guess is like a top two team in the NBA, and just like in general, man, like stars see that you want to give them their best effort. You want to go off against them and hopefully try to lead your team to a win. So I just like backing stars against Boston for that reason. So yeah, man. All in all, this play seems like by the numbers, this play seems very very likely to hit. Unless the Celtics ball the Pelicans out, like, really badly. Uh, which, t- <clears throat> to be honest, uh, that could for sure be on the table. But like I said earlier, man, I mean, the Pelicans just got blown up by Milwaukee, and he still saw 29 minutes. So I really like our chances here. I really think it's a really good matchup for him. Uh, if he gets single coverage, dude, like, he's going to score on you damn near every time. Just He's so damn athletic, so strong. He'll 
find his way to easy open layups and all that. And so the reason why I went with PR, sorry, need some water. So his points line was, I think this might have moved to 26 and a half, but his points line was at 20 and a half. PR was at 25 and a half. That implies that he just needs five rebounds for value. Um, that's not a big ask for Zion. He's like a closer to, like his rebounding line's pretty much always at five and a half. So I saw value in the rebound aspect. And it, also if he's going hard, if he's locked in, which can't control that, but I think he will be just, I think he gets up for the Celtics matchup. Um, he has potential to really spike his rebounds on the offensive glass, especially. All right, uh, next play. I went with Mike Conley over nine and a half points. Uh, this is, um, this was minus 125 at DK. So reasoning behind Mike Conley. So OKC is actually like a really good matchup for him sneakily. At this point in his career, Mike Conley, he's mostly pretty much exclusively just like a, he's not a self-creator. He's like more of a catch and shoot, like catch and one dribble, like shoot the three, you know. So he's mostly like a catch and shoot player, doesn't create much for himself. This is really good because OKC, they allow catch-and-shoot jumpers at the second-highest frequency this year behind Chicago. So, Mike Conley, he's played OKC three times this year. His field goal attempts um, slash three-pointer attempts versus OKC this year, he had 14 uh, attempts, 10 three-pointer attempts, uh, 11 from the field, 9 from deep, and then 10 from the field, 7 from deep. And that was in a 25-minute game because it was a blowout loss. Mike Conley, for instance, he's only attempted 10 or more field goal attempts in 11 games this entire year. Um, and he's done that in every in all three games against OKC. So clearly, it's a great matchup that follows shots towards him. With eight or more field goal attempts, which obviously he has had way more than eight field goal attempts in every game against OKC this year, he's over this line in 17 out of 24 games with eight or more field goal attempts. Uh, OKC, they have beaten the Timberwolves in two out of three games this year. So they've had success against them. Um, so they're not going to switch your defensive strategy up against them. They're going to keep doing what has worked. Um, this game is also just like a massive game with big uh, seeding implications potentially down the line. I mean, these two teams are very neck and neck right now. Um, they're playing the same division. They, um, yeah, like I said, Minnesota's lost two out of three, so they kind of need this one. Um, could have some decent seating implications down the line. So um, I expect really good minutes for the starters in this one for Minnesota. It, it should clearly be a game that they really go all out and try to win. Uh, Mike Conley, he also shoots the ball slightly better on the road. He goes from 43% from the fit, from the floor at home to 46.1% away and 42.9% uh, from deep at home to 45% away. So, yeah, man, all in all, uh, volume for Conley, it's just been great in this matchup. We just need 10 points from him. I don't see a reason for that volume to go away. We just need him to hit a couple shots. Uh, next up, this is actually probably my favorite play. Um, I think it's really sneaky. I went with Dante DiVincenzo over 20.5 PRA uh, against the Hornets. That's minus 120 at DK. So, yeah, man, this one this one feels like a gem. Uh, we have no Julius Randle here. He's going to be out for like six to eight weeks. So, obviously we should see some field goal attempt and usage uptick from him here. Uh, the biggest thing for me, though, it's a minute. So Dante, the reason why he doesn't really put up crazy numbers is because as a starter, he's only averaging 23.8 minutes per game. And that's in 26 games, so big sample size. Uh, that's due because Josh Hart comes off the bench, and Tibbs loves Josh Hart. I mean, how could he not love Josh Hart, man? Like He just plays the game the right way. He plays hard as hell, great defense. 
Um, and yeah, man, Josh Hart, he plays a ton of minutes off the bench, and it really eats away at Dante's minutes. Um, because obviously you got Brunson, he's going to play massive minutes. OG's going to play massive minutes. Randall's going to be uh, playing massive minutes, and then they're always going to have a center on the floor. So there's always like, like Dante just by default is like the guy who sacrifices his minutes to Josh Hart. Um, and now with Rand- with Randall out, I mean, I guess this isn't like for sure, but Josh Hart should now slot into the starting lineup. And even if he doesn't, it's probably going to be Grimes, who obviously Tibbs likes DiVincenzo over Grimes because he benched Grimes for Dante. So, yeah, man, I mean, I fully expect Hart to start and share the floor a ton. Uh, Dante, he's played one game. So, Randall, this is going to be the first game Randall's missed all year. But Dante DiVincenzo, he's had one game as a starter without Josh Hart. And he played 37 minutes in that one. And I, I think that same logic realistically should apply to Randall being out. Uh, so DiVincenzo, he's over in six out of nine games with 26 or more minutes. He's averaging 26.4 PRA in those nine games. Um, yeah, Dante, he's been elite. He's been an he's been elite on a per minute basis this year. He's like a he's averaging 27.1 PRA per 36 minutes, and like a lot of that is sharing the floor with uh, Randall, obviously. But then RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, those guys have massive usage compared to, to like the current Knicks guys. So yeah, um, they're playing the Hornets. It's an elite matchup. Uh, they're a bad defense. They're third worst in defensive rating over the last 15 games. Dante, his main game, his main um, yeah, his main game. What he does most, obviously, is catch and shoot the ball. Hornets over the last 15 games allow the third most catch and shoot field goals made. So really good matchup here. Uh, Brunson's usage with Randall um, was already insane, and honestly, I don't think Brunson's usage really gets too much higher like how much can it go like i i don't know <laughs> so i think that the other people other guys should benefit as well obviously josh hart's not a really high usage guy you got um og who maybe sees a slight uptick but i think it's like og divincenzo mainly who are going to be uh usage upticks here so yeah man all in all this is obviously it's a great matchup um should see good usage good volume uptick without randall and yeah, the main thing about this play is that I think the books are way off on his minute projection. So, uh, I mean, if you look at like the bench, like it's gonna be Miles McBride, Achua. They'll probably play off the bench and really only get minutes when Brunson and Hartenstein are off. And that leaves two guys, obviously Quinn Grimes, who I talked about, who I think that DiVincenzo um, is favored for minutes over him, obviously. And then Evan Fournier, who might come in and play like eight to like. 14 minutes, so I, I don't think he takes away much either. So yeah, man, uh, I just think that Dante, like realistically, like we know how Tibbs is with his starters, like he could easily play 36 minutes here. Um, even if not, though, I think he's going to be in for like 30 plus minimum. Like I said, could be wrong. Uh, last thing I like about this too is that the game is in Charlotte, which uh, Knicks are obviously the way better team than the Hornets, but since it's in Charlotte, um, I think that can help us with having, with getting a closer game so that was the last thing that i liked so yeah man uh sum it up three or five plays that i locked in for today are colin sexton over 21 and a half points and rebounds minus 120 at dk james harden under 27 and a half points and assists minus 110 at mgm zion williamson over 25 and a half points and rebounds minus 120 at dk mike conley over nine and a half points minus 125 at dk and then lastly is Dante DiVincenzo, over 20 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So yeah, those are the five plays for today. Um, feel really good about all of them. Think 
think they all are well researched, have good probabilities. I mean, but I think that every bet that I fucking put out is like that. So, <laughs> so we'll be seeing. But um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, best of luck on this Monday. Hopefully, you guys have a good Monday. Start your week off right. And yeah, peace out.